Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's Welcome, everybody, to All Even Live special interview. I am Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. And today, I got my man on the show, my man from a long time ago, assistant coach for the Hofstra Pride. Welcome yes, to sir. the show, yes, sir. Serge Clement. How you doing, my I'm man? I'm doing great, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. My man, I went fist pumping. Nah, 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 you know. COVID, COVID is on, COVID COVID is on, COVID. Is on the back end now. Right, we, we, right, we, right, we, right. we can dap it. I respect it. I respect it. What's good, though? Ah, man, all is good, man. Just happy to be here in the studio. Sure. Yeah, I didn't believe you when you said we get we get in the mix. In <laughs> Come here, on, man. You know, you know, you know, I was gonna get you in here, man. Nah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's all love, though, man. Yeah, man. Because you know that that IG live that we had, it was it was dope, man. And then I don't know what happened, so I had to get you in. Nah, here. So, I appreciate you know, it, back. man. You know what I, lo- <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity to get in here and just chop it up. Yes, man. sir. So yes, let's, sir. Uh, let's rock and roll with it, man. So I guess you know, let's start from. I always like to start from like the origin story. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. where you from and you know, how'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Queens, New York, um, single parent um, household. And, uh, you know, had to work for everything that I've gotten. Um, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, obviously we met in uh, high school, St. John's Prep. And, um, you know, you were always one of those good dudes, um, you know, being able to cultivate a relationship to now, I'm right. in my mid thirties. Right. We're here now. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost on the back end, <laughs> you know. But uh, um, but yeah, it was uh, one of those things, man. Growing up in Queens and going through Catholic school, then having an opportunity to go to college, um, and then obviously continue my passion of, of basketball. Right. You know, had the opportunities to play um, professionally, things of that nature. But my path and my route uh, led me to coaching and serving these young men as I do now and uh, you know just get, trying to take it to the top to hopefully one day run my own program yeah definitely man definitely so you know let's kind of start off with the with the passion of basketball so you know you grew up playing basketball mm-hmm. like when did when did you actually start playing ball uh, I started playing probably I was a late I started playing in like the sixth grade uh, but one thing about me uh, when I like something or when I draw to something I, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. So I'll keep doing it. So I like basketball, and I started perfecting it. Um, and then I started playing at Impact down in Queens. Um, from the, Yeah, everyone went through Impact yes, at, <laughs> at some point. So I went through there, and then I started getting really good really fast because I uh, I really practiced. And yeah. I started getting better, played at a little bit of AAU. Then in eighth grade, I played with uh, NYC Gauchos. Okay. 
which is a really good program. Yes, and then from there, things I started getting really good. Then I was fortunate enough to go to St. John's Prep to play basketball and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I just I started in the eighth grade and then obviously progressed through now. And, you know, now I'm washed up and I can't play anymore. <laughs> I try not to. I got, I got these bad knees now. Word, right? word. But uh, uh, that's pretty much how I started with uh, age group. I Definitely. started playing basketball. So I guess, like, you know, you said single-parent single, single parent mm -hmm. household, like, you know, just like myself. Like, that dynamic between, you know, your, your, your parental unit, like, you playing ball, like, you know, was your, what, what, your mom's your pop? It was my mom. Okay, my so mom. Your, was your mom able to kind of, like, be there for you in regards to the basketball? Or was she just, like, you know, single-parent household, she's working. Right. So, like, who was... Who was kind of like getting you to right, to to, right. to play? You know what I'm saying? To kind of like bring you to the games and and to kind of like you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom worked and she's West Indian. All she knows is work. Word. So same thing. Here. When you talk to her about basketball, she's just like school, school, right. school. She <laughs> she didn't know that the basketball was like the the, the way uh, the avenue to to keep me in school. Right. 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 But I've had a lot of mentors that's that's helped me throughout the way. Okay. Um, couple coaches, um, Coach Dennis, Coach Vic, shout out to Coach Dennis, um, uh, Coach Ken. Yeah. Um, this I, I could I can name a thousand coaches from my youth days that that have put me in a position to where I'm in Definitely. right now. Um, but I'm fortunate enough that basketball um, was the vessel that helped me continue my education because <laughs> when I went back to school, uh, when I when I went back to school. I was not motivated to finish school, but right. basketball is what kept me right. in line. Right. Um, but to go back to your your question, um, a lot of these, a lot of I had a lot of mentors, but I just didn't want to see. I've seen a lot of people in my area do different things in terms of um, behavior and and use basket and basketball had an adverse effect for them. Um, I always made sure that basketball stayed as a, a I used it in a positive light. Right. Um, along with my education to put me in the position that I'm in right now. Definitely, so. definitely. So, you know, we both go to St. John's Prep. Shouts to St. John's Prep. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to go there? Because obviously, you know, you're making that that progression in, in, in your mm -hmm. early career in regards to, like, you know, possibly being ranked in the city and all that stuff and, you know, coming up through the system. What was what was the choice of, like, going there? Like, it was there other schools that you were thinking about or was it just John's and that's it? Um, you know, coming in, coming into uh, eighth, eighth, ninth grade, I was actually ranked in New York. Yeah, like one of the top twenty prospects in New York coming into it. Right. New, part of it was the relationship that I've built with the uh, friends that I had, who are still my friends now. Right. Um, I'm a big relationship guy. Um, but St. John's Prep was a, the better fit for me due to the fact that I had relationships with guys that I already knew from my neighborhood. Right. That was already going there. Also. It was a situation where, um, you know, my my mom could afford it. Yeah. So it was, you know, uh, she was able to afford it. It and, worked out. And it worked out really yeah. well. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and that's kind of all she wrote as it relates to uh, St. John's Prep. But it's a great experience for four years. I yeah. met you. I met a lot of my best friends that I, that I have now are all from St. John's Prep. Yeah, definitely, man. It was, it, you know, it was a melting pot for a lot of <laughs> for kids, sure. especially, you know, coming from coming from Southside, Queens, Jamaica, like all different parts of everywhere around yeah. New York, like people were there, you know what I'm saying? So like, it was it was a great experience, but like, you know, your your playing career starts now and you, you, you're really good. Like, trust me, like I, I used to always tell the homies, like, yo, 
my man Serge, my man Serge is coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you get to you get to junior year, you get to senior year. Now you're starting to think about okay, where am I going? Like, where's the next step right. in my basketball development? Like, right. Did, where where was where was your thought process? Like, where did, did you have somewhere that you wanted to go, or did was it just like I'm gonna just figure it out as I go? Well, the first thing I would say. You know, if there's any uh, young people in high school that is that's listening to this uh, this cast right now live, take your education very seriously. Facts. Because I didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I, I didn't at first. Yeah, like, there's a big misconception about you say Catholic school. It did provide some Catholic structure. Catholic school was wild. Yeah, They they think that you know public school was the was yeah. the only juking. Nah. It was just an organ it was just an organized right. uh, uh organized uh, situation. Organized chaos, chaos. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the shirt and the tie. Facts. But uh um I would say take your education pretty take it seriously because sure. coming into my junior year, senior year high school, I was not serious about my education. Um that's what led me to the position that that put me in later on in life in yeah. terms of uh, making a decision for college and the SATs and things of that nature. Like prepare. Like I, that's the one thing I um, I failed to do. I I didn't put enough emphasis on my academics. Right. So, which led me to my later on in life right. things. But um, you know, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm blessed to be here. I'm fortunate to be here now. But <laughs> I would tell people that um, to focus on your academics because I didn't do that at the time. Right. Um, so my mindset was just more or less basketball, right. basketball, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, and that I did not realize that academics was it needed to be books then ball. Right, and it was more the other way around. Right. So um, when I got through that, when I, when I realized that, oh, oh my gosh, I don't have a scholarship opportunity by the time my senior years because I did not take the academics seriously, but everything else happened for a reason. So. Now I'm in the position that I'm in now. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how you can be able to look back at it and say, man, that, that definitely worked out the way it was supposed to. But I'm sure yeah. in the process, like, not getting that, that scholarship offer was just like, it had to be a blow to you. you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. I mean, I, I feel as if, and a lot of kids, or ladies, fellas, go through this transition transitional period, especially when, when you graduate college and you're a student athlete, or if you didn't obtain a big goal of yours, such as obtaining a scholarship, because sometimes we all think that's the end all be all. Right. And for me, I thought it was the end all be all. Right. So I I went into some type of uh, funk in a sense, uh, some type of depression, um, before I decided to attend a, a community college. But it happens, you know. My thing is, you have to make sure that you stay true to yourself. Right. Um, and having, like I said, my mom was a single parent. She made sure that I snapped out of oh, it. Oh, hell, real quick. She, oh, man, the West, West Indians. Indian, oh, you know, they don't play, oh, son. <laughs> they don't play. What? <laughs> but, it, it, but it was one of those things that um, she just wanted to see me go to school. Yeah, yeah. It didn't matter about basketball. Right. She just wanted to see me go to school. Facts, facts. So. Like, just to make something yourself. Because, like, the way they thought is, like, yo, if you don't go to school, you gonna be on these streets, yeah. And yeah. I paid too much money, yeah, for you to go to that pub, that that private school. Yeah, you'd be on the streets. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, trust me, bro. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause when I when I left high school, I was just like, yeah, yeah I'm not with the college thing. <laughs> and my mom was just like, yeah, nigga, what you talking about? You not 
Yeah. You're not going to college. Like, you better figure it out quickly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I have to put hands on you or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, listen. It was bad, listen, man. Listen, you want to stay in my house, you need to go right. to school. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. Word, you know? word, word. We persevered through it, though. So, you know, you, you go to the community college, you excel, you do well. For the, most, for the most, for, for the, the most, most part, part, like you know, you were a little I mean, bit more yeah, on the straight path. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? well, but what people don't know about me, uh, and I can openly talk about it now yeah. because I've done different things. Yeah. I, I've been to, I've been to four schools before I ended up going back to school and wow. obtaining a degree. So I and, went. And to, why was that? Just because that you just didn't have the drive to go to yeah, finish. I, I wasn't motivated. Yeah. Uh, I started out at Hostos. Um, they won the national championship that year, but I quit the team in the uh, middle of January. Why? Why? Because I wasn't ready. Mm. You know, I wasn't I wasn't emotionally ready for college. Mm. Um, yeah, so it had nothing to do with, like, playing time or anything no, like that? No, I started. Just, you, you, just, I started. you just couldn't deal with the grind? No, I couldn't deal with the grind. I started. I had, I had one good game, two bad games, one good game, and I just – Coach railed into me once, really hard, that was it. and I folded. So that led me to just alienating everybody. Right. And I took that really personal. I'm like a relationship guy. Yeah. So I took that really personal. Um, from there, I just, you know, I ended up going to Elmira College, upstate New York, and I didn't care what level. I just wanted to get out of New York. Right. I ended up going there, and I got there, started playing, and I'm like, I'm looking around and no one looked like me. I was just like, uh, "What the hell am I doing?" Whoa! <laughs> I finished the second semester. I finished because I transferred in January. Then I started this fall semester. Then I was like, "I am done with this." <laughs> so I, I literally just called my mom and was like, "I'm leaving." Wow! And I left. So I went back home, and then I literally just sat home for that year. I started working at um, Home Depot. It's called HGH. It was called HGH at the time. It's doing like the toilet displays. Yep, yep, yep. Working at midnight. I was making about fourteen dollars an hour at right. the time. At that time, fourteen dollars an hour. You lit. You banking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you banking? So uh, we doing that, and uh, you know, and I, I, I'm making I'm making pretty good money at, right. that, at that age. You getting you getting comfortable now? I'm getting comfortable. Yeah. Twenty years old. 20, right. Whatever. Um, then my mom, I had a conversation with my mother. She was just like, just just stay in school mode. Right. And I stayed in school mode, took some classes at Nassau, stayed in school mode, and then I kind of had like a, a revelation of some sort. Um, you know, obviously things were happening in the neighborhood. Right. I lived off Linden Boulevard. Um, things were happening in the neighborhood. Um, I've seen it quite a few things, and I had a, like a revelation, I had a dream, a, a epiphany of some sort. And, uh, you know, I thought about my grandmother who passed early. Right. Um, and it, it had to do with just being better. And from there, I just, I reminisced on, like, the box. Back in the day, college coaches used to write letters and send them off. Yes. And I was just looking at boxes, and I was reading letters from college coaches, and I found one that really caught my attention. Mm. The coach, coach was like, I, I know you won't end up at this level, but I really appreciated your game. I liked you as a because, you know, a lot of kids, big time, lower level coaches. No, I talked to everybody when I was being recruited. That's just to, and I let them know, like, look, I want to go here, at this level. But if I don't, blah blah blah. 
I just maintained a relationship with the coach at Potsdam. Yeah. And literally uh, a couple of days later after my epiphany, like I reached out to him. I said, hey, coach, uh, I think I, want, I took some time off. I want to go back to school. It was about a year later, yeah. a year and some change later. And he was like, uh, can you still play? <laughs> I'm like, I think so. <laughs> like, you know, and then I just dropped everything and I went back to school. So yeah. I, went to, I ended up going up to Potsdam. Um, and then from there, I just, I played, I played two years at Potsdam and then that's when, um, I started getting good, you know, I got everything back and, right. and then that's kind of all she wrote in terms of like my playing career, more or less. I had a pretty good two years, yeah. had a couple opportunities to, uh, um, potentially play at lower level overseas and I was, I felt already old. So I decided so, to. So that was the, the, that was the reason why you didn't pursue it because you felt that you were by the time you would have gotten into your bag per se, you were already. Yeah. You felt like you were already like getting to your peak or something like that. Yeah, because it's like, like everyone, especially in the neighborhood that I grew up in, yeah. everyone, you know, everyone thinks success is defined by being able to play overseas. Facts. It was never about the education part. Never. It was never. always defined by who played overseas. Right. And I felt like I was tired of what everybody was doing. Mm. And I had to figure out if I was gonna make a decision with my, with my mind or my heart. My mind was telling me like, nah, man, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do what they do. Right, don't follow but the same template. Don't follow the same template because I'm 23 years old, about to graduate. And by the time I chased the dream for four or five years, I'm 28 years old then I have to assimilate back to society. Yes with just yeah. a bachelor's degree. Right. And while the world is changing outside of me, right. That's what this is what my mind is telling me. Right. Don't do it. But my heart is like, nah, go ahead. We gotta go hoop, yeah. go baby. We gotta do this, yeah. baby. <laughs> like like I'm de like right. I'm serious. Like, we gotta do this, baby. <laughs> Damn that. We gotta like, 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 go bust some heads. We gotta go really? bust some heads. Like yeah. and then I and I really thought about it and I said, you know what, man, what can I do that can keep me involved, keep me motivated? And that was coaching right. staying around the game and i opted not to do it um sometimes i wish i did right but then other times to see where i'm at now and right. like i'm glad i made this decision yeah yeah because you, you always got that man i wonder if i would have but where you're at right now you're good with that yeah you know I mean but you had to get there like you had to you had to grow up enough to realize that you're like going through yeah. the process i'm sure I'm sure it was killing you. Oh yeah. To be able to take that route when your heart really wanted you to go ahead. I really you know wanted to do it. Yeah. I really wanted to do it, man, but I said to myself that if I did go that way that I be I was going to be all right either either yeah, way. Yeah, but definitely. but to see that I've made that decision. This is actually the first decision that I made on my own. Word. You know, without I, without anybody else. With yeah. no consultation, right. just me. No, just let me do this for me. Word. Right. And um, because the one of the hardest thing is in basketball or just in general with young kids is just having an identity outside of like figure, figuring out who, who you are. are. Yeah. After yeah. the game is done, when yeah. you graduate, man. I literally after my last game, I sat on the floor for about twenty minutes after the game, and I was just like, "What am I going to do <laughs> next?" No. What so, else is there? What is there? What yeah. else is there? As a Division three athlete, right. I'm, sit, I'm sitting on the court like. I don't know what else to do. So that hit me right then and there. Sometimes it hits people after graduation. But it hits you right there, right after that. Because I depended on basketball right. so much, man. Right. So that's kind of all she wrote in terms of that. And 
now I'm in my uh, journey, my quest to uh, run my own program. And, um, you know, I'm under the tutelage of some great coaches right now. Listen, man, don't, 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 try, to, don't try to fast forward. Man. We're we going to get there. Ah! We're going to get there. <laughs> Let's dial it back. Here Let's dial it back. Here you go, man. <laughs> Let's dial it back. I got you. Let's dial it back. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Back, I got you. So you finish now and you end up at Cortland. Yes. So you now are an, are an assistant coach at Cortland. Yes. How was that experience? Because obviously you made the decision to say, "All right, I'm gonna go this route. I'm not gonna chase the. I'm not gonna chase the dream. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go this unconventional route per se." Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. For myself, not for anybody else, but for you, you wanted the, the ball, but you went this way. That first experience at Cortland, like, what was it like knowing that you're sitting there and you're not checking into the game? You have to speak to other kids you got to try to motivate them right. to get to the the goal you know right what i'm saying like you right. can't physically go out there anymore and help your team you have to motivate these kids to do so right I, that's probably one of the biggest adjustments because i could still play yeah, right. at the time and i was still a young still, man yeah. i would still play right. and part of me was like okay i'm gonna still get ready as if i'm gonna go overseas mm. and then I shut it down again right. because I was going through some type of withdrawal. <laughs> you was going too hard. I was. I was. Go- I was practicing, and when the when the players weren't practicing, I was practicing as if I'm looking to get a deal. Wow. Myself, and then I said, "Nah." I had to reel myself back in. That's so crazy. I said, "No, you're not gonna no, no." So, but- so, so when you, so when you going through the process, you you go ahead, you working out, you you shooting five thousand jump shots or whatever it is. Like, when did you realize, like, yo? I'm bucking right now. Like I need to, I need to scale it back a little bit because I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that had to be tough, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Son. Yeah, I don't it, know if I could have been able to do that. Yeah, it, it happened um, literally when I was uh, when I spoke to the my coach Spanbauer, who's uh, yeah. a legendary coach at Cortland. He's still there, and we had a heart to heart in regard to that and. You know, he knew I can still play, and right. I know I can still play. But then he told me, you have to decide what the end game is. Right. And I told him exactly my story in terms of what I, my thought processes was. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's the right way of thinking. Obtain this master's degree that you're in right now, because I was uh, uh, working on my master's as well. Right. Do that and make sure you stay connected and stay relevant to, to, to um, the athletic department at Cortland. And you don't have to let basketball define you. Right. And he says you can be a really good coach. Right. Right. He said that to me. He fed me that mo- that motivation. At that time, you know, I couldn't I couldn't see it. You don't see it when nah, you're 23 years old. You definitely don't see that, especially but you know, especially you know they're telling you that you can be this. Yeah, you telling me that? Like you yeah. like I I didn't even start yet. You telling me that I can mm. be great? You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it always takes somebody outside. To be able to kind of reel you that in, path, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you can't, you can't see that vision for yourself. No, yeah. I did, I did not see it. And also, my my college coach, when I sat on that ground, he told me the same exact thing. Because I, I was the type of player, I was feisty. I, I will always, I fought almost everybody in a, on my <laughs> yeah, team. I, I literally, remember. literally, in college, I, I fought almost everybody. Because so, it, it, so it, it was more like a, I need you to put in the same work that I'm putting in. Yeah, or sometimes. If I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to do, they checked me. Mm. And 
I loved it that way. Right. The accountability aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it that way. So I got to the point where with Coach Span, he said, listen, give this a try. Because when I first got to started coaching, I was like, eh, it's kind of halfway in. He's like, give this a try. I need you to try this. Fully commit. Yeah. Fully commit to this. And because I would still play with the players right. in Portland. And right, I'm right. because I graduated from Potsdam, but same league. So some of the guys saw me. They right. knew who I was yeah. already. So, but it was, a, um, you know, I gave it a try. And that was the best thing I could have done. Like, really worked, started working on that craft. Right. Man, and, um, and that's kind of all she wrote, yeah, you know. Definitely. And then you end up at Adelphi, right? Yeah, the yeah. Division Two ranks. End up at Adelphi, Division Two ranks. So now you got some, you got some, some, some coaching under your belt now. Going to Adelphi, do you feel a little bit more comfortable in regards to your role now, or are you still trying to find it in regards to like what is going to be my approach in regards to like what type of coach am I going to be? Am I going right. to be that? players coach am I going to be the guy that tries to hold people accountable like were, were you still trying to find it at that point no you know what man I uh I build real authentic relationships with my guys yeah. even at Cortland at Cortland I always had a niche of making sure guys felt comfortable with me gotcha um sometimes as a head coach you get a little bit disconnected right um, where players don't want to tell you or open up to you as much. Right. And as as an assistant, it's always about reinforcing program philosophies. And it's always you're the bridge between the head coach and the players. So you kind of funnel information based off what you get from the players. Right. Because that's what helps the head coach do his job. Right. And I was always good at that, yeah. even from the beginning of when I started coaching, because I understood it was all about relationships. And you don't you you don't want to be in an environment where your players don't talk to you right and you don't want to be in an environment where they always talking to you right you want to be somewhere in the middle you you have to be somewhere yeah. in the middle. you have to find that balance and yeah. i think as an assistant coach at an early age i always had an innate feel for that gotcha just bridging the gap that's what's up yeah, that's cool man and, that, and that's the thing too like you know players players they have to feel like they can trust you yeah you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these kids are coming from broken homes. You know, they don't have that 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 mentorship in their life. Yeah. They're sure. looking for you to be that for them. And if they don't have that connection with you, it's hard for these kids to open up. No. So they, they, I'm sure, like, the fact that yeah. you you understood that coming from a single-parent household, like, you, you can be able to relate to a lot of these kids, especially, you know, growing up in, in Queens. Like, you know, you know how that is. So, right. You know what I'm right. saying? That, 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 that definitely gave you a springboard. For sure. To be able to, sure. to relate. Yeah, I feel I feel personal. I feel like I can relate to anyone. Word. Whether you come from a single family or you can be Richie Rich. Right. Or, you know, have a wealthy background. Right. I feel I can relate to everybody because there's always some type of commonality if you take that personal interest into someone. Facts. You can always find something. Facts. Whether it's entertainment, um, whether it's uh, leisure. Yeah. You can always find something to bridge the gap and create forge a good connection so i always felt i had an innate feel to do that so how long were you at um adelphi for uh i was at adelphi for two years, two years and um Cortland for two years but i took i took a leap of faith leaving adelphi yeah okay i did i did because as as i was a player i always dreamt of going division one right and I left the Delphi. And that's when we get to St. Peter's. Peter's. Yeah, right. St. Peter's had an opportunity where, uh, um, you know, where I can jump on board. But 
I wouldn't be compensated my first couple years. Mm, so, that, oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. My man. Mm-hmm. So you you definitely d- dove off a bridge. Like, like, man, you know, listen, like, eyes you- closed. <laughs> Man, eyes closed. With no, with no life vest. No you know life like you vest. Just, you just went in there. No life That's vest. That's crazy, man. So, like, take me through that process, though. Because, obviously, you said that you always wanted to coach at D1 level. Like, that's what every coach aspires for, especially, you know, in the, in the college ranks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be there because that's where you get the most notoriety. So, yeah. like, the opportunity is there, but there's no check. Yeah. So, it's like... All right, I have this opportunity, but how am I gonna eat? Yeah, you know it, what I'm was, it was like like it take was, me through that, bro. That's crazy. Well, you know, West Indian, West Indian. Right. So <laughs> I came home and I told my mom, and my mom was like excited. Right. She was like, Yeah, yeah. How much? <laughs> it was one of those like. So that's the that's the caveat, mom. I, I'm I'm not going I'm not going to get paid and. Thing with her is like why like right. they don't understand you can't the understand business. that yeah. they don't understand the business they it's oh because she's a hard working woman she 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 she, she work she, she earned check she earned you a check yeah. yeah she can't she can't see her son busting his ass doing all of these things that yeah. you gotta do and you walk home yeah but no with ch- a jelly donut you know, yeah, like, you know what I mean like, this is- yeah it's uh it was it was actually um. When I broke it down to her, she actually sat down and cried mm. because she know what I've been going through That's in crazy. terms of pain yes, and, and having to try to find my way. Right. Because I decided to go back to school right. and, you know, she cried about it. We prayed on it. Um, and it was one of those things where I, I said, OK, we'll figure it out. I had an aunt. My aunt lives in uh, East Brunswick, which is uh, in Jersey, but it's south. It's probably about 45 minutes right. south. Right. Uh, I just told her I'd figure it out. Um, so when I decided to do it, um, you know, it was one of those things. I, it was it was extremely difficult. Right. But, um, you know, I, I uh, spent probably about 80 percent of my time living in the locker room in my car majority wow. of the time. But you know what, man? It was one of those things where I had to do it right. because I wasn't a Division One player. I didn't come from a. a a big time coaching uh Ackerman or Big Tree. Big Tree, right, right. So it was something that I had to prove that I can do it right. and I had to prove my worth. You had to earn your key. I had to earn my key. And look, man, I, I I'm I'm appreciative of my head, uh, my head coach at the time, John Dunn, who who provided that opportunity for Shout me. To John Dunn, he, you know, like yeah. he didn't have to. Word. You know, he uh uh he said, All right, cool. Your strengths, you gonna bring your strengths and I'm gonna help you with basketball. We put it together and it was an eight-year relationship, so yeah. you know, helped him get another job to another in the same league. You know, been through three contract extensions. I think I did my job. Right. But going through that time, you know, going through that stretch, and then obviously no money. Bring, a man. I'm thinking I'm a I'm a man at the time. I know. I couldn't. It, right. I couldn't help anybody. Right. Family, friends. I couldn't help. I couldn't take my my wife now yeah. on a date. Pride and ego. I, I, yeah. I held that from yeah. her, by the way. I held it from her. So you you eventually told her, right? I told her my second year mm. because everything was just going bad. Right. So I told her my second year, and then she was just like, why didn't you ever tell me? Right. Because I felt bad. Oh, yeah, it was you a pride know? thing. It, was, it, was, it definitely yeah, was a pride thing. Um, but, yeah, so we persevered through that two, two years. But before that all happened, my family, uh, my stepfather got sick, caught a stroke. Uh, when I tell you, 
when things could have gone wrong, things it gone just wrong. Went completely my, wrong. Man, yeah. my car broke on the Staten uh, on a um, driving home from Jersey. Oh, it man. broke on a uh, uh, Verrazano. Oof. Yeah, like it was like it be very important. Yeah, I but, know, I know exactly. Yeah, oh, man. Son. But, but we figured it all yeah, out, man. Yeah. But then my family, uh, my uh, my mom and stepfather moved to Florida, so gotcha. no family in, in New York anymore. So I couldn't claim Queens as much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we figured it out. We persevered. I ended up uh, making it through those two years and. Uh, through through some friends and advocates and I made it. I yeah. made it out. And I'm sure I'm sure it 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 definitely hardened you. Like it, it made like it made you prepare for whatever was coming next because oh, without a doubt. You say like you, you think to yourself, if I can make it through this stretch here, yeah. oh I'm good after oh, I'm this. Good. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm good. Like yeah, I, the the worst is over. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So, I thought know, I thought so, man. Yeah, I, that I'm, was that's 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 wild. Yeah, it was a it was a rough two years, but um, you know, m- m- balancing having to learn the game the way Coach Dunn wants it. Yeah, having to figure out my life right. after I left work. Right. If I ever left work, there right. times I would stay there, all uh, fake as if I'm going home and come back <laughs> <laughs> because I had nowhere had nowhere really to go. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, my aunt had her her things going on as well, and. You know, but we figured it out, and I wanted to coach so bad. Right. I wanted to prove people wrong so you. bad. It drove me. It drove me, and I'm still driven. Word. You know, so we're we're riding it to the top. That's what's up, man. So, you know, so you say you stayed eight years at St. Peter's? No, so I did five years at St. Peter's with Coach Dunn. Five years. Then I was fortunate enough to, uh, he took the job in the same league. Okay. At Marist, which is a totally different right. type of institution than St. Peter's. Then I went with him there to Marist yeah. uh, for three years. Okay, so Marist. So how was the experience at Marist? Because obviously it's night and day from St. Peter's. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Marist and St. Peter's are definitely polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I learned at Marist was that I learned how to use. I learned. How, I, I felt the resource. I felt the abundance of resources that we had. Mm. It's a very nice place. The education is top notch. Right. And you were, and I was recruiting a different kid, right? Like literally a different kid, more of a, um, more of a middle class. Yep. Um, didn't matter white, black, any type of student athlete, but it was just, uh, it was more of a, 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 um, a family atmosphere. Different dynamics. Different dynamics yeah. all around, um, and I thought that's very important for my career as well. Because it gives you a wider range of oh, how yeah. to recruit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am one of the best recruiters in the country. And not just because of, uh, uh, um, you know, that I've... Talk that talk, boy. Talk that talk, man. I, listen, talk that talk. You're one of the best recruiters in the country. That's it. Well, I'm, one, I'm one of the best coaches in the country, <laughs> yeah. best recruiters in the country because of my ability to uh, right. um, to to relate, uh, my ability to be immersed in the culture, whether it's uh, here, there, middle class, single, friend, I can talk to an array of right. people. Um, and you I do could, like to get the gap, I'll tell you that. Oh, this guy. <laughs> this guy. My wife wouldn't tell me that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, it was definitely a different, uh, def- different experience. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, I'm, I'm very appreciative of John Dunn for taking me with him to Maris. Yeah. And uh, that you, program. You earn his respect, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Definitely earn his respect, man. Like, you, that, he, he saw the progression in you. He saw that you wanted it. And, 
that's just like him. He's like, listen, man, I'm not doing you a favor. You're doing me a favor, man. Like, you, you, you one of the top recruiters in the country. I need you, man. Like, you, you, uh, if I'm going here, you got to come. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the work that you put in, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. that's that's what's up. Oh, thank so, you, man. Thank three you. years in Maris. Now. Oh, yeah. You get the call. I get the call. Now, if anybody don't know what the call is. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speedy Claxton, yeah. head coach at, at, at Hofstra, alumni, yeah. calls my man Serge. Yeah. The yeah. call. Like, take me through that. I want to know where he was at. I want to know what you was eating. I want to know what you was probably <laughs> watching. Like, what was going on at that time, man? Oh, uh, man. It was, I think it might have been a Wednesday night. Might have been a Wednesday night. Speedy and I had, had always had a really yeah. good relationship. Yeah, shout Speedy. Um, always had a good relationship, but it was like a Wednesday night. And if anybody knows Speedy, man, not a man of many words, <laughs> but his words like he, he gets straight to the yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He don't. He don't. He doesn't hesitate too much. It's just like, yo, let's go. Like, where we going? Right. We going to Applebee's? We going to Chipotle? Yeah, nah, it's just like, let's go, man. Like, I, I want you. Let's, uh, we got to get rocking and rolling. Ooh. And I was like, cool, man. Uh, we got to talk some numbers, baby. <laughs> 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 nah, but he was, he, we we talked. Um, it's kind of one of those moments like, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. I'm ready. Um, you know, I, I've been ready to, uh, uh, you know, I've had a couple opportunities to go other places, but... You know, like I said, everything worked out just the way I calculated move. Right. Um, you know, but uh, when when I spoke with Speedy that night, it was very simple, straight to the point. Right. Um, and plus, man, NBA champion. Right. Astra legend. One of the best premium mid-majors in the country. Nice. I thought it was almost up and a, coming program. Up and coming program. It was a no-brainer. Right. Right. And um, then we went started right away. Bought in dudes, we bought in dudes right away. Right. And it's just like the conversations with transfers from higher levels is a lot easier. Right. Just like, hey man, what's going on? Oh, what's up, son? Who your head coach? Speed class. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> That's right, brother. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. do it. Let's so, do so it. you know, you you don't even have to use your gift of gab all the way because that that's the selling point already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But once you once you put your work in, once you put your abilities in regards to recruiting. Yeah, it's a different it, it's a different stage right now. I mean, Speedy Claxton is Speedy Claxton. Yeah. he sells himself, but Claxton. where 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 I sell myself is just the everyday hustle, everyday grind. Right, like we want parents to know that when you bring your young men and you entrusting in them with us, they're gonna get they're gonna get everything. We're gonna pour into them. Facts. We're they're gonna everything's gonna be holistically done. Right, we're gonna make sure that they become better men. Um, not just basketball players. Yes, basketball players. We want them to get better. We want them just to improve. Just better overall. Just man. Be yeah, man. But like, here, here's the story. At the end of the day, Speedy lived the American dream. Right. NBA came from Hempstead, the slums of Hempstead. Blah blah blah. Me, division. I lived the American dream from another section, right. from another lens. Division three athlete, then played Division one, worked his way up worked from Division three, exactly. two to the one. So it's a different lens, and now not everyone's going to make it to the NBA. So my thing is, for me, from my perspective, is if it doesn't work out, you're going to be okay because you're going to have a great education and you're going to have a great experience, and we're going to pour into you holistically. 
and everything's gonna be all right whether you play overseas or not. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. If I was one of those kids on that couch, I'd be like, I'm going to Oxford. <laughs> just hope that just hope that 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 speech very good. Like you had me, you had me sold just now. I ain't all right, we had you. You had you at Yo, all. No, that right? was crazy, son. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I had the right. Like, what do I sign? Like, it was crazy. But 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 it's true though. So like, is that is that definitely a part of the the, the selling pitch? Like, listen. I can't promise you that you're going to make it to the league, but I can promise you that you're going to be a better person coming out of here than when you came in. Well, no, nah, we want guys to we want guys to make it to the league. Okay. Um I think I think coach Claxton has the blueprint. Um if you if you're looking at where we had like everyone could say, "Hey, we got NBA guys." Typically it's all the high majors that have NBA guys for right. the most part. Right. But now as you can see, what true mid-majors are pumping out NBA guys? True. I can honestly say Hofstra has been one of them. 2011, Charles Jenkins, Queens yes, kid. Yes, sir. To, uh, 2000, Speedy Claxton himself. And then 2019, um, Justin Wright Foreman. Right. So, so there's a pipeline there. There's a pipeline. And yeah. then if you if you look at the roster, um, Hofstra has averaged three guys to play professionally every year from each team. That's dope. Either it's G League or if if it's overseas right. so that's definitely a pedigree or strong program right. so so if you're a kid if you're a kid trying to look for a school those things are important if oh, you're if yeah. you're if you're trying to get to the next level oh yeah you gotta look at stuff like that you oh you have you have to it's important you yeah. have to you it's just everyone could talk about it but now who's actually being about it facts and that's where i think we separate ourselves yeah and then i think the biggest deciding factor is Number former number ten, former uh, NBA uh, NBA champion, Speed right. Claxton, man. Right. I, now I here's, he's awesome. Here's the other thing. Now we got some new NCAA rules that came down. Now mm-hmm. in regards to in regards to recruiting, the NIL this this new realm that we're in, like, yeah. is that something that is tied into your recruiting now? Well, that's something that uh, well, we, we've talked about the right. other day. Um, I think it has to be incorporated into some type of re- into our recruiting. Definitely. And if kids, you know, obviously we figure out the other dynamics as it relates to that. But if kids, student athletes have opportunities to to um, to get to benefit themselves. Right. I, I, you know, we're all for it. Right. You know, because we understand what our product is and that's Hofstra basketball. Right. But if you can improve yourself within the confines of what Hofstra basketball is doing, right. bring it on. Yeah. Come on down. Absolutely. But what we have to make sure we dot our I's, cross our T's, and then okay, if it's if it fit, if the shoe fits, then we'll incorporate it to what we're doing. Okay. As well. So I like that. I think it I think it's a um I think it's a necessary evil. Um because I, I I've seen kids, uh, I don't wanna bring in specific examples, right. but I think that if a student athlete comes up with a great idea, I think they should be compensated for Absolutely. it. But that's my that's just my personal opinion. That's your opinion. personal opinion, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I know what it's like to be on the division three side and not make any money. Exactly. And no one have to pay for education. Right. And by the way, I'm still in debt. Right. You know, so right. if I had a little business on the side at the time, even though we don't generate as much It um, would have helped. It would it would yeah. could potentially help. So yeah. That's just my stand on it. Um, now, I, I'm with you, man. Like I, you know, I, I feel that you know kids are supposed to be able to make something if they can. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every kid is not gonna have the big opportunities that the high level kids are, are gonna have. Right. But you still should be able to pursue 
some type of monetization for yourself. Oh, you know what I'm the, saying? So, without a doubt. you know, I, I, I like the fact that NC, the NCAA is not giving these kids a check. They are a lot that they're, they're these kids are, are 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 able to seek it elsewhere, seek yes. it outside. So yes, it takes them out of it because you know everybody's always had issues in regards to how the NC two A does things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, regards to how strict they Correct. are on certain things. So yeah. this kind of takes them out of it. That 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 power that they had, yeah, out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it could definitely be like you said, a good working relationship in regards to going forward. I do, I do. Yeah. I think uh, um, by them doing this, it it opens up opportunities. But you know, obviously, there's always going to be some type of loopholes right. and right. things of that nature. But I I do um, I, I do agree. I do enjoy the fact that these kids can be compensated. But now we take it to a bigger bigger end of things. As a as a young student athlete, you have to make sure you're accountable because now literacy, uh, taxes is very important. Um, making sure that you're um, you're saving. Right. I, I think that's. I think it has to be incorporated with that as well. Right. So I guess uh, literacy classes in terms of uh, um, taxation, absolutely. You know, accounting. I think that needs to be placed a lot more emphasis on that as well because, right. okay, we're making our money. How we do have we, a business. How do, how do we spend it? Yeah. How do we invest? How do we spend it? But also making sure Uncle Sam gets his cut as right. well. Right. So I think that's a big part of it as well too. So. I think we're opening up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities, but with opportunities comes some risk. Definitely. And we have to make sure that these young men and women are not putting themselves in debt as well. No, you're right. You're 100% right. Like, you know, they, they has to be some programs in place to prepare these kids for what's ahead. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yes, money, money can be available to you, be able to pursue certain things, but are you prepared? Are you ready for that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. being broke and then having a chance to have some money overnight. Yeah. Yo, that's a that's it's a crazy change. Yeah. change. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's something that um something that should definitely be in the NCAA's like like uh like agenda. agenda. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. that has to be something that Maybe it's a requirement that they have to have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, the, in regards to like you know graduating and stuff like that, because you, you they have to be educated, man. Really I do. I I mean I would hope there's some type of a, um, they implement some type of a taxation course yep. for them. Yep. Um, to to make sure that they're paying their taxes. Right. That's that's another way to get accrue some debt. Yeah. If you don't if you don't take care of your taxes. Yep. And and the other thing too, like you know, for kids that are coming out. Like kids that are growing up playing ball mm-hmm. and going through the process of trying to figure out who they are as athletes, it's very important that these kids realize that yo know, getting a scholarship to a D one school, mm-hmm. yo know, that's that's a that's success. That's an achievement. Oh yeah. I mean, yo, when I was growing up, it was always yes, you gotta go get the D one scholarship, but nobody thought about it as a success it was always just a stepping stone to something, something else, else. Yeah. rather than people actually getting in and say yo i'm debt free i'm debt free like I, I can go to a big major school and not have to pay nothing <laughs> i like, know you know what i'm saying like yeah. i can get a full i can get a it's full education walk out of here with a bachelor's or, or whatever it is 
and I ain't paid nothing. It's the truth. That's success. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? And that I think that needs to be like put out there more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially for these kids that are in the inner cities. Like they gotta understand that that's a level of success. Even if you don't make it to the league, even if you don't go overseas, that scholarship yeah. did a lot for you and your family. Yeah. So that's making it. You know what I, I'm saying? It, it see it's funny because as I as I, you know, progress I look, I define success personally as, and you might not understand, I define success as just simply just self-actualization. Yeah, yeah. Like, I learned so much about myself. Right. I've learned so much about how to maneuver around things, how to deal with life. Right. And to be in a position that, that I'm in right now, I'm success. Right. In my own realm, like exactly. I'm success. So, realizing self-actualization, realizing okay, this is the position that I'm in, and I've put myself in that situation, living in poverty, things of that nature. Like I, success. Yeah, I'm success. Yeah. I'm a walking proof of success right. in my own realm. You're you 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 are an example that other kids can be able to follow. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they don't have to be the next LeBron James. They could be the next Serge Clement. Yeah, I don't know about Serge, but... Yeah, uh, You can't barely spell my name sometimes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Like, that's how I define success. Yeah, just, man. Just the route and, and the route and the road to self-actualization. Right. Like, you have to go. You have to be able to navigate. You have to be able to go through things to realize who you are. And then once you realize who you are, then that's when you do get some success. Nah, definitely, man. Definitely. Listen, you've been you've been down the road, man, and <laughs> and, 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 and you got more to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Nah, you know thank what I'm you, man. Thank and, you. And, and I'm gonna be at a Hofstra games acting a fool. Just Please make, do. Just, just tell Speedy I'm wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> just tell him off the jump. Like that's my man. Don't don't worry about him. He's, you know, he's a little off. But you know he means well. You know what I'm nah, saying? Nah, you good, man. Or or you guys got tickets, man. So any, <laughs> but anytime. Listen, listen, man. Let's get into some hoops, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah. into some hoops, let's though. Do it. Yeah, let's... I know you don't. I know you don't watch a lot of hoops because you a busy man. I haven't but, watched TV in a while, but, brother. But, but you you see what's going on here, man. You see what's going on in regards to the playoffs. Like, yeah. How do you feel about the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul's journey? Like, does that um, th- does that feel like like a, a, a crazy story to you? Because like it, it, he's been through so many ups and downs in his playoff career. Yeah, and yeah. In a situ, he gets here, and this is the team that gets him to the NBA Finals. It's not. Yeah. It's not the New Orleans uh, uh, the Hornets that he was on. Uh huh. It wasn't Lob City with the Clippers. It wasn't the Houston Rockets. It's this team. Like that to me, it's probably the greatest story. Oh yeah, I've 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 kind of like seen in a long time. Like his road to where he's at is is bar is bar none, man. Yeah, you know he's Chris Paul. By the way, is one of uh, Speed Class's closest friends. Shouts to him. Love him. Um, but I respect CP3 because he's old school, man. Yeah. He did it his way, right? Um, and. He kept persevering, like yeah. his road to success, and then like he's realizing, like wow, 
I can do. I, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. And he never, he never wavered. Nope. So, um, you know, I have the utmost respect for him and, and and his hustle and his grind. But the way he did it is the way that you would want kids to see. Right. That don't give up. That don't don't give up. Yeah. He's five. He's not five, but he's probably like six one. He about five eleven. Chris Paul ain't no six one. No way. No way. No way. He might be six two. No way. No way. You don't think so? Nah. Maybe 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 with with, with flat you know with, with high top shoes on or something. He got some, some platforms. Some stilettos. Yeah, son. He's small, man. He's small guy. He's small guy. All right, all right. <laughs> but which which makes it even better? Which makes it even you know better, I mean? man. And and to be doing what he's doing. At this age, he's right. considered a dinosaur. Facts, but uh, um, you got you got you got to give his you got to tip your hat off to him. Yeah, man, man you got you got you have to. And listen, you know I you know I gotta spin my narrative now. Uh, here so, you go, man. You know I gotta spin yeah, my yeah, narrative. Yeah, right? yeah. Shoot, so, shoot, shoot, shoot. So, <laughs> so he was on the Clippers. Right? Uh huh. He built the Clippers like he resurrected that that dead franchise. Right? They they were dead before Chris Paul. Right? Were they? They were dead. They were dead. They in the basement. They still in the basement right now, but they was really in the basement. Right. So he gets traded there. Mm-hmm. He resurrected the franchise. They lob city. They they fan city doing all they thing, right? They mm-hmm. never get to a Western Conference Finals, but they was good. Right. And the fans never really appreciated Chris Paul like that, especially at the end because he was always hurt, right? So he ends up leaving. Nobody cares, right? They thought that he was the problem. Oh, was it Chris Paul? He was the issue. Uh, Blake Griffin, uh, DeAndre, like that. They was cool, but Chris Paul was the issue. They had to uh-huh. get him out of town. Yeah. He comes back to Staples, right? And puts 41 in that building on them. That is poetic justice. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, y'all didn't want me. Y'all thought I was y'all thought I was washed. I'm coming here. <laughs> I'm giving you this 40 piece. Give you this 40 and piece. And I'm sending y'all back to the basement. I hey. loved it. I think Chris Paul is he's gonna go down as one of the best point guards. In, what where uh, do you have him? Um, I got him in, in point guard as it relates to point guards. If you have him in the top five, we're gonna fight tonight. Why not what? Why is he not in the top five? Will you Why is he not in the top five? I could five? name five point guards off the top of my head right now that's better than Chris Paul. Now uh, we on camera, man. But yeah. Like, like, see y'all y'all see this is wrong with y'all. Who's your top Prisoners five? Prisoners of the moment. Who, who, y'all all prisoners of the moment. Who's your top five? All right, you got Magic, right? Magic, okay. Turnover. You got J Kid. J Kid, yeah, okay. Who else? Listen, if you say Steph Curry, shut the mic. Nah, I'm not. Listen, I didn't even say that yet. You, you, yeah. you putting words in my mouth. Okay. I put John Stockton over him. Okay. Um. I give Stockton forty, but okay. <laughs> Stockton was listen. Stockton was okay. underrated. Then then, who? Chris Paul's in your top five. No. So who's the four? Who's four? I got Isaiah Thomas. And then who's fifth? Who's five? I gotta think about five. Hold on. It's Chris Paul. No, he's not in there. He's, he's Chris Paul is the top he's not five in there. NBA history. He's not in there. Wow. Give me Mark Jackson. Wow. Give me Mark Jackson. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Mark Jackson. Wow. I'm gonna give Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yep. Over Chris Paul. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Wow! Debate yeah. me. What's up? No, you can't put Mark Jackson. Why not? Chris Paul. Mark Jackson ain't never make it out of. Did he? Did he? Did he? Even what you mean? He got to a final. Yeah, the final. Uh, See, you, you over here throwing shade, man. Don't, don't nah, I think Chris Paul is definitely top five. Nah, five. listen, he's top ten. I would give him top you ten. You can't even but name ten point guards. What you mean? 
give me Dame. Right, in this in this current NBA climate, who's the top five point guard? Give me give me Dame. You're not answering the question. This NBA climate, who's the top five point guard? Well, right in, right, right now in the NBA. Yes. Uh, you got Steph, right? Is he classified as a point guard? Yeah, he's a hybrid. Okay. Yeah, hybrid. Steph. So you Steph. Okay. You got Dame. He's a point guard too. Yeah, he's a point Whatever. guard. So you, you you over here reclassifying people like yo you 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 move on the goalpost. Maybe I watch too much college. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, right? he shoots a hell of a lot. But anyway, guys, he ain't got nobody else to shoot. All right, yeah, that's not true. Who, who else he got to shoot? Well, he ain't got no. He ain't got time to pass it because once he step over half court, he's shooting it. <laughs> like, what do you the mean? Coach, the coach want him to do that. No, that's in the game plan. No, he's on his Dame time. <laughs> he's on his. Listen, if he had LeBron, he'd pass it. D a m n time. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Dame. All right, you got Trey, right? Put Trey in there. Trey, nah, he ain't. He don't deserve. So to Trey be not there. top five yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. What about John Morant? Not yet. What about Russ? Russ. Russ not in the top five. He a glorified two guard. <laughs> What about Kyrie? I love Russ, though. Kyrie's the top five. Okay. Top five. And then CP3 is definitely in there. You got to put Luka in there. Luka, point Luka what? Luka point guard. He's not no point guard. Harden a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, man. I can't do this right now. Harden? <laughs> no, Yo, we can't nah, do nah, this. Listen, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. See, nah. Chris Paul, all right. Me, personally, I have him outside of my top five, but he's up there. Like, historically, he's definitely up there. You know what I'm saying? So, shouts to Chris Paul. Yeah. I love Chris Paul, man. You know, see, my, my, my homies, they call me they call me BJ3. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't like the name. I don't like the name. BJ3. I don't like the name. I like it. Nah, don't use that. Don't use that. I actually, don't use that. I got to change my phone. Nah, I don't use that. Don't use that. BJ3. Don't use that. Don't use that. I do like that. I do like that. But, you know, shouts to Chris Paul, man. I, I, I hope that I hope that they win the championship. Like, I have the Bucks winning the title, but I would be happy if they won Yeah, because well. he, do he didn't go with any super team. Right. Um, What's wrong with Super Team? Don't, don't throw shade. No, I'm throwing shade. All shade. Why? Because like they've been know. Super Team since the '80s. What you doing? So don't do that. Since the '80s, we weren't born. Don't matter. We were just born. Don't matter. It's all this basketball. Hey, nah, no Super Team, man. Chris Paul didn't do it with the Super Team. We did it. The, he did it because he got traded, and then they drafted the right way. I'm old school, bro. I'm you old. can't be old school and not like Super Teams. So, t- so what's the old school Super Team? The Lakers, the Celtics. They ain't get paid. Them dudes ain't get paid. So what they you mean they ain't get paid? Them <laughs> <laughs> dudes ain't get no They wasn't bread. playing for no scraps, man. They was making money. Man, these dudes was getting allegiance <laughs> playing cards. <laughs> deals, man. The deals were like 50000 Yo, man, you throw a shame. For the whole roster. Bro, they was getting <laughs> veterans on vet men's and it was going there, son. Man. Come here, bro. The, the, the Celtics got Bill Walton man, for they, nothing. They had, Exactly, because they made nothing. The super team. <laughs> Super team. They, they had. They didn't even have McDavid knee pads, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, had had, the, they just had white or black <laughs> knee pads. They had them thick they ass crew socks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, you got me rolling, man. You Yo. got me rolling. All right. So, so what are your thoughts on? What are your thoughts on the Bucks and the and the Hawks? Because they play. They're gonna play tonight. Like, what? What do you think? You know, the fact that both stars are out. Game six. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, the, uh, the, who, who do you think has the upper hand? I, I think the Hawks got the upper hand. Because they're home, right? They're home. Yeah. Um, And I think the NBA is washed. 
after this finals. Um, yeah. The finals is not going to be very good because there's no superstar. Really. Right. Um, it's only going to be, one, what, Devin Booker? The West is going to have theirs, but the East is not going to have yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. So I think this NBA finals is not very good because it's not a, uh, it won't be an actual superstar. I just didn't like the whole format, but that's just my whole. What do you mean? What, what do you mean by playoffs and uh, the playing games? Oh, you oh, so, you, so you're not you're not a fan of the playing game? Nah, I rather see like I rather see Steph and LeBron still in it. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but, but you know, LeBron was tight. LeBron was tight about the whole thing. Yeah, you know I, I'd rather see them in it to be honest yeah. with you. But I, uh, that's above my pay grade, so we're gonna keep it there. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, you know what, man? I, I think Atlanta will win it because of shooting. Yeah, will win that series because of shooting. Um, and it always comes down to shooting, playmakers. Right. I think they have more than, uh, in my opinion, in the box. But right. really having him watch a lot of basket, uh, NBA basketball. Right, 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 right. Now you, 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 a busy man, man. You got no time to watch. Ah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. But I, I watch it from afar, though. Yeah. Watch yeah. it from afar. But I think, uh, I think Atlanta would get it. Gotcha. And I can't stand Giannis's game, but yo, listen, but don't, he, don't get me started. I like him though. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I, like I like him, but, him, but he, he, he needs to stop shooting threes. Man, bro. he stops. Well, he needs to get another trainer. But he, Skills trainer. but he's Giannis though. Like, what, what trainer is gonna say now? Nah, you you can't do that. A trainer that really cares. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he cares about his bag though. If I if if I'm a trainer, I care about my bag. I'm like, yeah, Giannis, go ahead, man. We yeah. we gonna we gonna work on this three here. I know he's not gonna make it. Yeah, but I remember. I remember Barkley made a point. Uh, it might not have been Barkley. Somebody on NBA TV. I said, like Giannis is like, he's possessed in terms of like his work ethic. Yeah, he can shoot an air ball, but then come back and dunk on you. Right. You know. I think. I think. I think that's what he has to learn. Like he's still, he's still young enough to understand that there's room to improve. Yes. You understand what I'm yes. saying? Because like. As he gets to 26, 27, 28, it's not going to... That athleticism will go away at some point. Right. He's going to have to develop another skill. Longevity. Like, I was saying I was saying to my boys the other day, like, he needs to develop, like, a like a, a step-back fadeaway. Like a... Like a a like mid-post a, game. Mid-post game, hook shot, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Something over your right shoulder, like, something like that. Yeah, like, agreed. if he can be able to do that... He can really be able to extend his career and 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 start to really put some skills together. Right. But for right, right now, it's just. First off, he has no moves. <laughs> yeah. He got yeah. his dribble. He yeah. got the wackest dribble yeah. I've seen. It's pretty for bad. Four star. It's bad. Right. It's he got no. Bad. When you got dudes like Al Horford cutting you off because you ain't got no moves. Yeah. You you got you gotta you gotta upgrade. You it's know what I'm saying? It's pretty bad. So I guess I guess to what you were saying. Like the trainer, he needs another trainer. He needs you know another trainer. But yeah. you, you know, I, I'm not saying. But don't 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 shoot shoot the message after I say this. Um, when you think about like Vince Carter's naturation, like right? That, dunker, he, dunker, to dunker, shooter. dunker, and then he as he got older, he realized he can't dunk on everybody, and he develops a shooting. That's what kept him in the league. But see, but see the thing is, the, the the difference between him and Giannis is that Vince came from the old school. Right. And that was predicated with old school players. Like right. those old school players, they came into the league one way mm -hmm. and by the time they left they, came they were a completely way. different way. Well he's like a lot yeah, a lot of these players now if you realize like, you know, shouts to Russ, but Russ came in the league playing one way mm -hmm. and he continues to play that way. Right. He he has not realized that it's time to kinda Dial it back a dial little bit, back. yeah, and and learn to do something else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he just knows a thousand miles an hour. Uh -huh. That's how I play. That's how I'm going to continue to play. 
Well, he's he's putting a lot of years in. Yeah, like, he's vested. So, my my thing my thing with these guys now is just being able to um, adjust. Like the way the game is playing now, everyone's young. Right. Like you know, guys are getting in the league at twenty years old. Yeah, they babies, man. They're babies. Yeah. And 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 to see how they grow, uh, this all this whole NBA is based on projection. Uh, we think he's gonna be good. Because yeah. he's got long arms, right. long legs. He runs, got a, jumps. Got a forty invert, right? Forty invert, but like the longevity of it. That's what. It, that's where it shows you it's a true business, right? Because if you don't succeed, it's on to the next one. Thanks. So Giannis, you know, he he's rich, he's wealthy, he's got all the um, you know, the compensation that he needs for him and his family. But he's got to develop that. He's got to develop. Yeah, yeah. Or else he becomes a one trick pony. Yep. And and once you become a one trick pony and the book is out, like the word is out, oh, so it's yeah. a wrap for you. It's over. It's over. It's over. So, but I don't know if it's gonna be soon. It could be in the next couple of years. But like every team in the regular season, you might be able to score 60, 70, 80. But the defensive scheme it gets ramped up in the playoffs. Yeah, that, and that and that's why guys like James Harden they can't translate to the playoffs Struggles. because the 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 game is is refereed differently. It's it's, it's coached differently. Like everything is different about the playoffs, and if you can't adjust, you're gonna fall by the wayside. The, yeah. the new rules, then they're no longer gonna allow people to just run into you anymore and get fouled. Yeah. So the how rule. is he going to adapt to that? After doing it for the last decade. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a. I mean, I don't think Harden's gonna win a championship unless he's with KD. I think I think he stays in Brooklyn. Honestly. Yeah, because KD. Yeah, he's looking at the situation. If he he can be able to hit the open market after next season Mm -hmm. and probably go get another bag because he's James Harden. But in regards to his legacy, he'll never be a number one and win it anywhere no because his game is not a number one game it's so bad you know what i'm saying like hey bro like as it's a basketball so player growing up he def- he breaks all the rules yeah, in regards no, to there's no rules, how does man. it make it sense that what mm. he's doing 14 dribbles before you know what i'm shot. saying like anything a coach tells you to to not do yeah he, he yeah. does takes 14 dribbles for a shot bro i'm fighting him and then miss. Listen, but he makes it most. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm a, if yeah, I'm a right. teammate of James Harden, right, and you go out there, you get 65 points, and we lose the game by 20, and I only have four shots. I'm not even talking to you. I'm just swinging. <laughs> we get to the locker room, we're just swinging. Like because like that don't make no sense, man. Uh, don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how long um he continues to play that way. Yeah. Because yeah. But in the reality of it, though, like the way Kyrie plays, and the way KD, I mean KD's fine because he's an isolation and he right, makes, and he like, can be able to move without the ball. Move, but like the way, but the way they play, it's it's non traditional because everyone always preaches move the ball, get guys touches. They need movement. the ball. Yeah. They all need the ball. Right. So it's gonna be interesting to see how if they can win. But they're just so talented, so you never know. Exactly, and and that's what that's what they they relied on this year was yeah. just the sheer talent. Like they didn't play together a lot, Mm-mm. but it's the fact that if you got two of them, they're better than any duo in the league. Yes, you got Agreed. three of them; they're the best three. They're the best Agreed. trio in the league. Any, so, like down. you know, what I mean, like that, just off of that alone. Yeah. But you, but see, the, the problem is that, and this is why, to your point, super teams have a, a there's a negative aspect of that because. Yes. 
if you get three guys that are making that much money, mm-hmm. the rest of your team ain't going to be that good. Not very good. You know what I'm saying? Not and very we good. saw that in the playoffs that guys like Joe Harris, as good as Joe Harris is as a three-point shooter, that shot went away. Right. They're role players. They weren't there. Right. So that's that's going to be their problem going forward well, of but, finding guys to be able to fill those roles. Well, but that's what they want, though, because at the end of the day, the NBA is you're only going to have but so many guys that can – that want to shoot the ball. That's facts. So you got to align your team a certain way. Yeah. And you got three guys that's always going to shoot. Right. You got to get a guy that can shoot the ball off a driving kick. You got to get a rebounder. You got to get a rebounder. got to get shot. There's pieces that they're right. trying to put together. Right. And they're all trying to do it within the confines of the cap. Right. Right. So it all, it all ends up being how they want to construct that I, team. I, listen, I don't know how they, how they maneuver in the cap. All of them making like $70 million. Like how they got any money left. I don't understand it. Well, they because our, our taxes are going up in New York. They cheating, man. They cheating. Our taxes are Because when LeBron James and then was in Miami doing that, David Stern was like, you know, I, I'm going to make sure that this never happens again. Uh, no state tax. Yeah, I mean, that this never happens again. <laughs> well, now now we, we get this. Yeah. Come on, man. It's, it's, every time LeBron well, James want to do something special, they always try to shut him down. I don't like that. Well, don't re- like rest that. in peace to the GOAT, uh, Kobe, but... He should have went to if they if they didn't veto the uh, yo don't don't Chris talk about that don't Chris talk about Paul. that listen get about it. Chris I, Paul I had a ring twice I already. talk about it all the time if it wasn't for Davis Stern first off there'd be no resurrection of the Clippers they'd probably be in New Mexico right now <laughs> and the Lakers would have about four four more titles you understand what I'm saying they'd be in New they'd be somewhere else man they'd be in New they, Mexico they wouldn't be they, they wouldn't be in LA they wouldn't be getting a new arena they'd be gone. That's funny. Crazy, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't mess with these clippers. All right, man. So before we get out of here, I, you know, I, I like to do my rapid fire, man. Yeah, sure. Talk, uh, talk a, to a, me, a, man. Jay Z boy. <laughs> talk to me, man. <laughs> I'm gonna spit out some names. Oh, I want you go. to know who's better than who. Oh, I ain't gonna debate you. You are gonna debate me. Nah, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna debate you, son. Right, I'm not gonna debate right. you. Son. I'll let you live. You know. I'll let if you, you live listen, if you jump out the window on some of them, maybe I have to step in. All right, cool, but, cool. Let's you know, for the most part, I ain't gonna say nothing. Talk to me then. Talk to me. Better defender, uh-huh. Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he didn't even hesitate on that. I respect that. Dennis Rodman, no way. No way. I respect that. I respect that. All right. Better defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scotty Pippen? Ooh, Scotty. You going Scotty? I'm going Scotty. Shout out to Scotty for going nuclear, too. Like, he went nuts. <laughs> Like uh, Scotty was just like I'm burning everything that yeah I'm yeah yeah I mean he saved MJ a little bit yeah 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 he did, listen he I, I'm waiting for him to eat the MJ I, I'm waiting nah for that. he ain't gonna do that he, he gonna do it in the book well, he, he gonna, gonna do it in the he's book. got an all tail book coming yeah, out yeah that's why he wilding oh that's why he wilding yeah. uh, <laughs> let him it. yes sir yes sir <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be bad all right better pure point guard hmm. Chris Paul your man uh huh. Or, Don't say Stockton. Nah, I ain't gonna go there. Uh-huh. Jason Kidd. Ooh. Oh, he a big guard, though. Mm-hmm. He a big guard. I like Chris Paul because he mixy, too. He got some mix to him. That's a good point. Jason Kidd ain't handle. No, no. He ain't no nah. bops. Like he ain't handle no bops, but he was just. He was just fast. Quick and deceptive yeah. and had size. 
Jason Kidd wasn't bad. He, he was, was tough. tough. He was tough. It was really tough. He was he was Steve Nash before Steve because like you know Steve Nash won the back to back MVPs. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd don't got none. He should have got one at least Should've when he was one. in Jersey. No, he was. Because you remember back to back years they get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jason Kidd gets no love. I, I'm glad he got a ring though. Facts. I'm glad he got a ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm glad. And he's at Dallas now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, so it comes full circle. Comes got full drafted circle. by Dallas. Won a championship with Dallas. And he'll be fired in three years. <laughs> why, why you doing that, man? Because you get hired to get fired. That is true. You know that, what that I mean? Especially, especially, especially with a young superstar you that know. he, he Luca got a little ego. Yeah, so he may not like see. what he's doing or Facts. whatever and hired to get fired, man. Yeah, so. man, because, you know, he threw Jim Carrey on the bus. Oh, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Shout out to my man, Rick Carlisle. <laughs> No comment. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not touching that. He's a hell of a coach. Not hell of a coach, man. Like he's gonna. He's gonna what, do well in Indiana. He's in. Oh, he's yeah, good. Man. So he went. He went full circle too, because that's where he started his assistant coaching. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody gets recycled in the NBA. Of course, especially uh, the. You know, I don't. I, don't, I ain't gonna say the, uh, complexion for the protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know, I call them the retreads. Yeah, it's you know all what I'm good, saying? man. But, you know, we, we, we ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there right yeah, now. Yeah, I like to see my guy um, at Boston get his shot. Uh, well, he got his shot. Oh, Yudoka. Yudoka. Yeah. Do, uh, now he, yo, he's been a good. He, he he's paid his dues for a while. He's man. paid his dues for a while. I wow. love to see him do well. Yeah. Um, you know, I love to see every uh, coach, um, minority coach, do well. Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's get back on top. Yes, sir. Better shooter, Steph or Ray Allen? You know what, man? I'm going to go with uh, Steph Curry. Mm. I think the way he shoots it is unreal. Yeah. He's always got the same balance. Word. Um, it don't make sense, honestly. It, it's just it's the flick of the wrist. He's always had it. Yeah. Even at Davidson, he right. always had the flick of the wrist. Right. Uh, obviously, his father is a really good shooter as well. Yep, Del Curry. Um, I just think he's just—it's uh, effortless, man. Like he's a really—he's probably the best shooter of all time. I would agree. I would agree. Um, but the way he shoots it, effortlessly, 50, 40, 90, easy. Yeah, forget it. He's—I'm sorry, going on a tangent. But <laughs> he's the best shooter I've ever seen in my facts, life. Facts. Facts. Better player, Ooh. Tracy McGrady Ooh. or Paul George? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. But what's the answer? This is like, a, like, like Paul George is like a phony clone of Tracy McGrady. That's why I said it. Yeah, come on, man. T-Mac, man. T-Mac. T-Mac had to grow into that, though. Yeah. Because he wasn't always like that. Right. He, he had to take the game seriously. Um at some point he did and I wish he won the championship yeah you know I I I always compare Paul George a little bit to Tracy because I think mentally they're the same sometimes like I think Tracy was a little fragile as a superstar Mm -hmm. and he he let things get to him a little a little bit like the pressure got to him in in certain certain aspects Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I, I think that's why those Houston teams never got past a certain level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, right. you know, shouts to him. He's a great player. A Hall he was, of Fame player. He was, so. Yeah, he's yeah. a Hall of Fame player, man. Uh, legit. He's legit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw you this one. And tell me if I'm wrong. Devin Booker. Brandon Roy clone. I like that. I ain't going to lie to you. I like that. Brandon, Brandon Roy was... Oh, come on. Nobody... 
I don't see anyone. I, I always, whenever I see Devin Booker, I see Brandon Roy. Yeah, son. Like below the rim, Bel- like like great footwork. Mid range bucket. Am I off though? Like, nah, just, just, just like no on, one like, talks about Brandon. I know he he got hurt, but, but like yeah, he don't listen. He doesn't get his flowers that he deserves because he didn't play long. But everybody knew that him coming out of Washington, he was on borrowed time because of those knees. So he he got in, uh-huh. got his work in early. He was an all star early. He did a lot of great things for Portland, mm-hmm. and then after that, he's gone. I thought I, I look at him. He was tough though. He was so it's like a two glorified two guard. Yeah, he was he, tough. He man. was tough. Like he he reminded he had he had some Grant Hill in him in regards to being yeah. able to do everything. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. definitely, shouts to Brandon Roy. He's the you know, head coach right now. He's he's doing his thing. Is he? Yeah, I think he's in high school. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, run, running a good program. Sure, I gotta go tap in. So yeah, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna do my dude, dude. Listen, man, you know, you know, you know, I got the, I got the facts. You, 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 you got the key. You the key. <laughs> right. Let you. Pay. All right, man. Last one. Go ahead, now. Which big man would you take? Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Come on, man. What do you mean, come on, man? Who? I'm old school. Go right in the middle. You going cap? I'm going no. I'm going right in the middle. Hakeem Olajuwon. You going? You going to dream? I'm going dream team. Dream. I, I need I need some explanation now. Ah man, I think his IQ, I think his finesse, um, I think his uh, his touch, his feel. He made free throws. Uh, you know, I, even though Shaq's dominant, yeah. Um, but I just think uh, uh, you win. You could win more with the dream team. Okay. With uh, with a, with a king. So you you're not even gonna give my man Kareem no flowers. Say who? You're not even gonna give Kareem no flowers. Man, listen, that jump hook. Yo, it's the most unstoppable. Yo, listen, no, listen. I'm a, you know I'm a Laker fan. Don't don't, don't come with my guys. <laughs> All right, don't come at my guys. Long, elongated step. You know what I mean? He had the glasses. He had the, the, the knee pads. Yeah, shorts right. was up here, and he was working. Yeah, short shorts. Giving people buckets. Yeah, sky hook. For 20 years. Sky hook. Yeah. All right. Not in this day and age. Listen, if he played now with that sky hook, he's working. See, work, working. Giannis will punch that. Come on now. Giannis punch that. Working. Sky hook would be the dead hook. Come on, man. bush. <laughs> Party done. <laughs> he ain't getting that off. All right, so you go on dream. All right, that's cool. I, I, I would go. I go big cap. I go big cap in you, that, in you that would situation. Go, really? Yeah, I go Hakeem. Uh, I mean, uh, Kareem. Yeah, and goggles. Luau Cinder. Man, it was nice. I ain't. I ain't see him. No matter. Nobody saw. You got how tape. You, how you know he was nice? I seen tape. You saw who he was playing against? Don't. Let's, what that mean? Like, Look who Shaq was playing against. People that you know. Look who Hakeem was playing against. <laughs> People that you might know. Yo, man, he was busting up Pat. Then, Pat ain't... All you show is his little dudes <laughs> with pennies on. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat was getting work, man. Pat, right. Pat, nobody had nothing for Hakeem back then. Nothing. Nothing. Because the cameras. Yeah, they didn't have good cameras. Come on, back man. Then. Come on, man. <laughs> but listen, sir, th- th- this was fun, man. I appreciate nah, thank you coming you, on, man. my dude. I appreciate you having me, man. Of course, man. Of course, man. You know, much success to 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 your 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 coaching career. Like you got, you got a a, a big job ahead of you, but you're gonna handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know you're gonna be able to to succeed and excel and get this program where it needs to be. You you and Speedy and the rest of the coaching staff, like y'all, 
Y'all gonna oh, do your thing, you, man. man. I appreciate that, man. Uh, open invite to any one of you guys. Well, I, I told you. you no, nah, I'm coming. I, I mean it. Just like, tell, like I told you, just tell Speedy. He's he a little crazy. <laughs> he's a little crazy. He, he like he's very animated, but he means well. You know no, no, y'all good, man. <laughs> just as long as y'all don't run over my daughter, so, man. <laughs> but yeah, everybody here, welcome, man. Yes, Anytime, anywhere in the country, wherever we're playing, if yes, y'all, if, if 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 we're there. And you guys want to pull up? I ain't paying your plane ticket. Right, right, right. But just, just yeah, get, I'll, I'll find my way. Yeah, we we have a pretty <laughs> challenging schedule right now. That's what's um, up. That's good. We open up at uh, I think number ten, Houston. Wow. Um, then Maryland. Then we're also playing NC State. Mm. So we're we got Stop, we have a stacking it up. Yeah. We have a challenging schedule. Uh, so wherever we're at in the country, any guys, any one of you guys, the whole crew want to pull up? Yeah. You just tell me, man, and you Gucci. Dude. Hey, my guy. Oh, listen, man. Barry Grant Jr., All Even Podcast, special interview. I'll see y'all next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.